Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another tasty top pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy. Then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place. And we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Hey, hey, tasters, it is officially 2023. Happy New Year and welcome to my table. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody had a great New Year's Eve. Um, I stand inside. I just wanted to be safe. It was a little rainy in my city, New York City to be exact. Um, I just felt good being cozy in the house. I copped two bottles the day before, two nice bottles of bubbly. And it was just me and, and, and my love. That's it. You know, my family did their thing. I see a lot of friends were hanging out. You know what? A lot of, uh, I'm not saying that I have lots and lots of friends in my circle. They seem to keep it tight. I saw a couple of my peoples did things indoors. And everybody just looked to be safe and cozy for the new year. I saw one or two that was like really hanging out. But I just, that wasn't in my spirit this year. And I don't feel bad about it. I actually feel good. And oh, but speaking of doing things for New Year's Eve, what I do want to get into one year, I'd like to be out of the country for New Year's Eve. Shout out to my cousin Silky Slim, who actually um, jumped up to go on a sweet vacation today. And um, I'd like that. I see that every year they do the Ghana return. Are my tasters into that? Do any of you all know about that? Well, for the past couple of years, they've been having a big celebration starting from like day after Christmas up to New Year's Day with everybody returning to Ghana. You know, the theme is come back home, come back home to Africa. And the celebrities are participating in it. You know, us everyday folks just having a good time. Everybody looks so beautiful. And the people of Ghana seem to be really friendly. Like they welcome you with open arms. It looks like a good time. Uh, shout out to one of my tasters so who who's a past uh, <laughs> a shorty of mine and a friend. Look, what did he say? Past shorty wop. He's actually in Africa as well. Ooh, in Sierra Leone. Get into that. And Africa is just such an amazing, beautiful, interesting continent. As I said, just split up into several different countries. And it's just wild how the differences are from place to place. Like you'll be in one place and the atmosphere is one way. And then you'll go a couple of miles or a 15 minute plane ride. And it's a whole totally different vibe. So yeah, if you all get a chance to taste this, even if it's just once in this lifetime, let that be your Mecca. You see how all Muslims, if they can afford to do so in their lifetime, they have to commit to making a pilgrimage to Mecca. All of us black people need to commit to making a pilgrimage to the motherland. You pick the continent. I always said that you should do your DNA background and whatever your DNA says. Like I haven't done the DNA test, but I want to. And whatever the, the, the bulk of me comes from, that's the land that I want to return to. I need to touch down. Like in my heart, I've said this before, Tasters, I am 99.9% convinced that I am 99.9% Nigerian. I feel like I look like Nigerian women when I look at just articles and pages online and Nigerian sites. I have their face. 
You know, and it's not that looks are universal, but they are tribal. You do have certain tribes. Like you can look at certain people and see that they are from different parts of the African continent. Like people from Nigeria do not look like people from Senegal. They don't look like people from the Sudan. They don't look like people from Ghana and so on and so forth. But anyway, that's it about the motherland. Again, hopefully I'll get into something like that over the new year. And oh, let's talk about passport bros. I need to make a retraction. So my last episode, the holidays edition that I did, I had mentioned um, what we are not taking in the 2023 with us and the passport bros that was on a list that I was reading from. As a matter of fact, that wasn't even a part of my own list. And I was like, why are we not taking passport bros? I think we need to get rid of dudes who don't have passports. Tasters, I was clearly mistaken. And I read something that corrected me. I thought a passport bro was a dude that was bragging about having a passport and a bunch of stamps. No. Apparently, the passport bros are the niggas that travel out the country seeking love and pussy outside of black U.S. love and pussy. Because, you know, the, the men, the black men that don't like their own women and, you know, um, all of these other races of women are so much better than us. So that's how they get their stamps. They go to different country seeking love and sex and then they brag about it those are the passport bros so being that I received clarity about that and now I am straight and I understand what a passport bro is I agree with sis we are not bringing those niggas into 2023 we're not even entertaining them and when they start beatboxing on the mics of their podcast about why going out the country to sleep with these foreign women in these third world countries who would do anything for a bone why they are so much better than black women in America we are going to tune them out we're not listening to those men they have nothing to say like I said they just on the mic blowing a bunch of hot air and I don't want to do it I'm not listening to it so anyway, um, we also, again, talked about, I guess, I didn't say resolutions, but there are things that I definitely want to get into. Well, I am going to talk about one thing that I'm serious about. I may or may not have mentioned this in my last episode. I want to audition for something, anything, and get the part, whether it's a speaking role, you know, like a voiceover or a commercial. Look, can I be the next pine soil lady? Can I shake up a bottle of pine soil and open it up and sniff it and act like it's the best thing um, since freaking Valentino? I want to do that. I just want to be seen. I need to be out here like my girl Gypsy from the movie back in the days. Look at me now, mama. I'm a star. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just... um. I'm actually in the house chilling. I did the New Year's thing. You know, I changed my all my linens completely down to my curtains in my bedroom. That felt real good. I ain't going to bullshit. I did not do the laundry thing. All of my laundry was not done. I entered the New Year with a couple of things um, unwashed. But I'm not unwashed. So that's a great thing. I'm never unwashed. And what do you think about that taste is these people who admitting that they barely bathe or go for days without washing. I can't do it. Like even when I'm in pain at my sickest, I am going to put something out there about me. Maybe about 12 or 13 years ago, I felt a lump in my breast. And I need to mention this too. We're going to get into better health in 2023. Years ago, I was taking a shower and it was just like the commercials. I felt a small lump in my breast and I got nervous. And um, I made an 
appointment, a doctor's appointment to get it checked out. And they said that it was a small mass and that they wanted to do a biopsy. So for all who don't know, a biopsy is when they remove a tissue sample or the, a portion of that lump under your skin from you and they check it out. Like the doctors, you know, they put it under the microscope or to see if there's any cancer cells. So I had a biopsy and I was referred to have surgery to have the lump removed. It was non-cancerous. And I brought all that up to say that, um, oh, I need to give a special shout out to the designer, Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren is a true philanthropist. Well, at the time, the job that I had, I was a receptionist at a school for medical assistance and nurse aides. And my insurance was not covering mammograms, breast surgery, any of it. So the doctor's office that I went to referred me to the Ralph Lauren Center for Women. It was It's like a, a, a boutique, I think they call it a boutique hospital center for breast cancer, for women that have breast cancer or have been diagnosed with any sort of breast issues. And Ralph Lauren, the designer, covers everything. He covers the biopsy and your surgery. So thanks to Ralph Lauren for making sure that I live. So again, the mass in my breast was non-cancerous. I went to the Ralph Lauren Center for Women and I was checked out and it referred me for surgery. And there was a hospital in Harlem. I don't even think it exists anymore. Some old school hospital, not Harlem Hospital that did the surgery. And after I had that surgery, tasters, when I tell you, that was the most pain that I had ever felt regarding being cut open. And it was such a small cut. Shout out to all my women who get work done. I'm talking about real work to be beautiful. I don't understand the women that can get their breasts done, like the whole shebang, the whole total BBL. Get your stomach sucked out, your butt lifted, your titties fixed, and everything in one shot. Because I thought that I was going to die from the pain of getting cut open for to have a lump removal surgery. How are you all surviving? And mind you, they give you good drugs. The first day that I came home from the clinic, my boyfriend at the time, I guess he didn't realize you're not supposed to mix drugs and alcohol. And I want to shout him out. He came in with a fucking uh, fifth of Hennessy and I was on a pill. My cousin came over with some flowers. I remember that day clearly. We ate, drank Hennessy, celebrated me being alive and both passed out. Well, I brought all of that up to talk about the fact that even with getting surgery like that and having to go under the knife, as much pain as I was in, I could not skip a shower. I needed to be clean. Like some way, somehow I had to, like at first, I'm not going to lie. I was afraid to shower because I was afraid. You know, when you get an open cut and water hits it, it's like, oh my God, it's the most alarming feeling. But I endured it. Like I had to bathe. So again, these people that are bragging about how they go for days and weeks without bathing and it ain't no big deal. I, f I hope a lot of it is just comedy, you know, just for um clicks and views and to just start up some drama because I just can't believe that there are grown adults out here that just walk around not feeling fresh and not giving a fuck. <laughs> so let's talk about what brings us to today's table in the new years. The new year. Look, I know people say they hate it when people say happy new years. There's no S on the end of it. Damn it, sometimes I do. Depends on how much wine I get in me. You might get a happy new year from me or a happy new years. And um, 
We were talking about this last year, I think me and a friend of mine. How long do you all say Happy New Year after the fact? I think I am a Happy New Year person for at least the first two weeks in January. I'd say after about January 15th or 16th, you ain't getting a Happy New Year from me. It's over with. You got some people that Happy New Year is over the January 1st. You don't get it no more. But once I say Happy New Year for about two weeks, I, I, I appreciate hearing it, but don't expect it from me. So what are we going to talk about in this Happy New Year? Um, there's something that I came across and regarding men. Ooh, my men, my men, my men. I didn't know for a very long time until social media and Instagram that real men don't smoke hookah. Yeah, according to the gram and according to um, young women, young black and brown women, as they say, when a man smokes a hookah, I guess that makes him the F word. You know, you 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 kind of a sissy for smoking hookah. I didn't know nothing about that. I thought that hookah was a peace pipe. Matter of fact, let's look up the history of the hookah. Since they have made it into something for women only, and that if men do it, then again, that it makes them kind of sweet. Okay. So hookah. A hookah, shisha, or water pipe is a single or multi-stem instrument for heating or vaporizing and then smoking either tobacco, flavored tobacco, or sometimes cannabis, hashish, and opium. The smoke is passed through a water basin. So basically, it just sounds like a pipe. And here goes the history. In the Indian city of something crazy to pronounce. It's an Indian city, Roman Catholic missionaries. And they talk about the society of Jesus. So everything was men, 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 um, Persians dating to at least early such and such and following the European introduction of tobacco and, um, Akbar the first, it was a status symbol for the Indian aristocracy and gentry. That all sounds very male and masculine to me. So, according to history, the hookah or, you know, the peace pipe from back in the days was started by men, mainly for men. How did we get to a place where males smoking hookah now, let's call it what it is, is gay, it's corny, it's sweet. And then it makes me think of the list of things that black men have been told, especially lately, is not manly and not masculine and that they can't enjoy. It. It's like my men just can't be comfortable. So you can't, you know, real men don't smoke hookah. You can't enjoy an ice cream cone. You get what I mean? You know why? I guess because of the licking and the sucking. Well, you ain't got no business sucking on no ice cream cone. But a, a real man can't enjoy an ice cream cone publicly. Oh, what about hot dogs? What's the shit they calling a hot dog now? A glizzy? I don't even understand that. Like, really and truly, what the fuck is a glizzy? You can't enjoy hot dogs. You can't eat an ice cream cone. A man can't suck on an icy in public. I know I keep su saying suck on it. But you know what I mean? It's like anything... It has to do with placing something into the mouth is not masculine. It's not manly because 
it's all feminine. And you know what? I actually feel like that's insulted because a lot of this stuff that's being said is not masculine. It's because it's being connected to, to cocksucking. Let's talk about it. I guess putting a hookah in your mouth is the equivalent of sucking dick, the pipe part. You know, licking on an ice cream cone, you must like to suck dick. I don't understand how that came about. I would think that a man who can enjoy the ice cream cone would look like a man who could eat some pussy, but maybe that's just my opinion. You know, if you you, you, you eat a hot dog, take a hot dog down, ooh, you must be liking to suck dick. Like, well, what, what all this shit about real men and what they can't do? And my whole thing is, my culture, are we any better for it? Our men who are sitting around afraid to smoke hookah and eat ice cream, has it made them, is our society more manly? You know what I mean when I say our culture, us, black folks, especially black Americans. The reason why I'm going to leave it on black Americans, let me tell you, I've experienced all sides. And men from the Caribbean ain't got time for none of that bullshit. Men in the Caribbean are going to do what makes them feel good. When I say uh, not in the Caribbean specifically, males from the Caribbean, they ain't got time for all of that bullshit. They're going to stick a straw in the coconut and they're going to slurp that down. They're going to put on a costume and they're going to wind their waist and they're going to have a good time. And they're not going to worry about who the fuck is watching them and calling them a sissy for doing it. They're going to suck down that oxtail. They're going to eat all the meat off the bone. They're going to enjoy themselves and they're still going to be men afterwards. My black American men, on the other hand, all this masculinity and all this stupid shit that they can't do. Again, are they better for it? Are they more manly for it? I don't think so. Because let me tell you something, tasters. The men that I do see out here looking fucked up and fading in the face and falling apart, I feel like their problems are way bigger, way bigger rather, than, you know, watermelon mint shisha getting smoked out of a hookah. I feel like they got a lot more problems than just some hookah smoke and eating ice cream. So, yeah, that's what brings us here to the table today. And I'm not going to run it into the ground. I just think it's silly because, like I said, let's talk about my truck driver. So, anyway, during my summer of shame, I didn't include him in this because, as I may have mentioned, I didn't think that our story was interesting enough because it really was nothing that I was ashamed of. It's something that happened and it ended. I was on a dating site that I did mention needs to just be sent to hell. One of the worst dating sites online ever, in my opinion. And I met him through this dating site. Um, you know, I got to give him a name. I told you, shout it. I'm going to shout out my boy Llama from Views of an X. When he does an X story, he makes you come up with a name. So we're going to call him K-San because he's definitely a K-San type of cat. You know these dudes with these names, the the the, the Shaheens, the Jaquans. So yeah. Anyway, I met Kason through this dating app, and tasters when I tell you this man was so sexy, and he was as fine in person as he was in his profile pictures, in his video uploads. Let me tell you what turned me on about Kason. Our very first conversation. Oh, I gotta put it out there. Kason was um. Formerly incarcerated, did a long bid, and then when he came home, he started driving trucks for a living, 18 wheelers, long distance, and he actually is employed by one of the biggest trucking companies in the United States, and he does state-to-state truck driving for them. One of his routes when I met him was going from New York to Florida twice a week, 
And I thought that was like pretty amazing. Like I always imagined what kind of life that must be to be a trucker on the road. And he told me a lot of shit. He was saying how wild it was, like, especially like when you get the further down south you go as a black man. He said that experience was pretty crazy. When he first came out, he told me, he said, as tough as I thought I was. Now, you want to talk about men being men. And this was a man that did a bid. And the reason why I brought him up is because he did smoke hookah. And this was a man who had did a bid and as tough as he thought he was, he said when he got in his truck and got to them sundown towns, as they call them, where your black ass better not be caught after sundown. Yeah, they still have places like that in the South. If you think they don't, you better think again. He said you will pull up in your 18 wheeler to get your truck weighed or the gas up. And he said, you get inside one of these truck stops. It ain't nothing but a bunch of hillbillies with guns in their holsters sitting around drinking strong black coffee and just looking at you. He said, they, they don't have to call you boy, but it, it speak, they speak it with their eyes. Like, what do you need, son? What do you want, boy? And he said, you know, that's the first time. He said, as tough as he thought he was, the first time he ever felt shook, like shooketh, was being around some rednecks in redneck towns down south with his big trucks and he told me he said you think these men out here these these racist rednecks won't do it to you he said they'll kill you and bury you and they got these freaking fields so big and and, and the corn stalks are so tall they'll bury you in your big wheeler look your 18 wheels and nobody ever find your ass again anyway i mentioned him because he was so masculine to me he knew how to talk like we spoke about things, you know, it's like a lot of shit that he probably learned being inside. He was the one that the man that on the inside, he was useful with it. He did things that he should have did. He read a lot of books, you know, increased his vocabulary, learned to trade. And I appreciate him for that. So the very first day this man came to my house, that was our first date. Let me tell you why. It was the middle of the summer. And it was burning up outside. It was COVID. COVID was at an all-time high. Most restaurants and bars were closed. So the dates that you were doing were indoors. So we had did a lot of FaceTime. Oh, let me rewind back to our first video chat. I was sitting at work and he hit me on the video. This man was greasing up, almost butt-ass naked because he had just got out the shower. He had just went to some trucks, like truck stop roadside hotel and caught a shower and was getting all oily and shiny with his pretty black self. Ooh, let me describe K-Son. I do love my black men. He was really dark, like dark like the midnight sky with all of this thick, wavy hair. And he was growing it out. You know how men start to get that picky stuff, but his had like a nice little kinky curl to it. He had real nice dark thick eyebrows, nice raspy, heavy voice. He was just beautiful to me. And what made him masculine to me is that he wasn't afraid to be like this in front of me. And we had never met. He was just talking to me as if we had been dating for years, talking to me with the towel around his waist. You know, you could see little dick poking out, a little stuff starting to swing. And he wasn't ashamed. He wasn't embarrassed at all. And that about him made him such a fucking man. So our first date was inside my house. And again, we were at the height of the pandemic. People weren't really going outdoors. Most venues were closed. They had just started doing like all of those outdoor, you know, the, the setups where they were building the pods and things outdoors. So those were few and far between. 
And I told him that my AC, I had only one AC in the house at the time, and I needed an AC in my bedroom. He said, yo, I'm never home. I got an AC that's still inside the box, and I'll bring it to you. So this man, on our first date, came over to my house with a brand new air conditioner for me. He walked in my door. He looked at me. He grabbed me, like I said, like we'd been dating, put his arms around me. He gave me like one of them biting kisses, like he kissed me, kind of bit my lip a little bit. And I loved that shit so much. He was so fine when he was tall, big, strong, tall. And he goes, yo, give me a towel. That's how he was talking to me, yo, give me a towel. So I got him a towel and a washcloth because it was hot outside. Even though he drove, it was still hot. Walking up, look, I live in a walk-up, and it's a lot of flights. And by the time he got to the top of my stairs, he was already um kind of damp, like sweaty. So he was like, give me a towel. So Kason stood in front of me, Tasters, and got undressed. Just stood in front of me and just got all the way down to just bare naked. And then walked to my bathroom. He was like, where's the bathroom? And ran the shower, took a nice hot soapy shower. You know, I don't know. I'm trying to think. You know what? He had a bag. I give it to him. He had a bag. And he put on his little t-shirt and drawers. And we sat here, tasters. We sat here with his fine, manly ass. And we had one of the greatest indoor dates. I'm just going to leave it at that. I mean, you know the things that make an indoor date good. We all had liquor in the house. And hookah. I sparked the hookah. And he and I both took turns blowing that hookah down. And he wasn't no sissy to me. We ordered food. We ordered from a place, um, a real one of these upscale soul food places where the prices are pricey, but the food is good. And, oh, at that time, they was delivering booze, too. That's what it was. I didn't have liquor in the house. They were doing liquor deliveries. So with our food, we ordered some strong mixed drinks, and we smoked hookah, and we had a really beautiful date. And as I was looking at this man and holding on to him and enjoying his company, look, passing him the hookah, I didn't find a problem with it. And I'm looking back and I'm I'm trying to pick it apart to decipher, like, was there anything sissified about him? Did, you know, when I look back, did I miss anything about him being gay? Not only was this man not gay or gay-leaning or sissified, he was, um, like I said, super masculine. He was actually um, a ladies' man. So much of a ladies' man, which is how we fell apart. He was a ladies' man that had a bunch of baby mamas. But, you know, he was fine. He was making a bunch of money. And, you know, he did his time. And I thought he was sexy. I thought maybe we could make this happen. But, yeah, I couldn't deal with it. So, yeah, I didn't see nothing... Um, sissified about him smoking a goddamn hookah. Now, we didn't sit in here sucking on ices and slurping up ice cream, but again, we smoked hookah, we ate food, we had mixed drinks, we had a nice time. Where is he lacking? And that's what I want to know from my tasters. Like, send it in, MsIronbox at gmail.com. That's M-I-Z-I-R-O-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. Tell the truth. My lady tasters, do you feel that a man smoking a hookah makes him less than a man? My male tasters, do you smoke hookah? And if you do, do you do it publicly? And oh, what made this topic come up? 
a few days ago, I was online, and it was LeBron James. I didn't know that LeBron was a problem. We don't like LeBron now. I remember some of my um, greatest wet dreams, if women, if that's what they call it with us, celebrity sex dreams was starring LeBron James. I think I've dreamed about LeBron James fucking me in my dream at least twice in my life. I didn't know that LeBron James was a problem, and he was calling it us now. And somebody recorded LeBron smoking on hookah. And it was like the most hilarious thing on the planet. Oh my God, look at LeBron. Somebody stopped the camera. I can't believe he's smoking hookah. And that's what brought us to today's table and why I brought up the topic. LeBron James with his tall, strong, fine ass, fuck his hairline. This nigga's fine. With all that he does for his family and all that he's done for the game of basketball. Because he is sitting down smoking hookah. LeBron ain't a man no more. STS Maddie would say, my God, today, what what makes LeBron James less than a man for enjoying hookah? Ooh, they was all talking about, like they said, ooh, let that man enjoy his watermelon mint, shisha in peace. Like, what the fuck? Taste this again, like I said. The shit that we are judgmental about within my community and the things that we you look at each other and, and do, you know, name calling and put downs. It didn't make your fucking head spin. Because like I said, for all the men who don't smoke hookah, I don't think we're any better for it. And then, okay, let's talk about, we're going to end it on this note. So since uh, real men don't smoke hookah, eat ice cream, eat hot dogs, can't eat corn on the cob, can't suck on the icy, can't do nothing that makes them comfortable. Oh, another thing that came up. Another video on Instagram. I don't know if it was a skit or what. Some nigga put up a TikTok saying that he don't put on his heated seats in his car because heated seats ain't for real men. I said, okay, you know what? That's the last fucking straw. So now man got to have um chili chestnuts while he's sitting in his car because real men don't put their heated seats on. I had to speak to my Batman about that because when we ride, I don't think, you know what? I think I've noticed on occasion if I'm driving and I'll go, well, Batman, you want me to put your, you press the button, I'm put you, oh, no, I'm good, I'm good. Let me find out my Batman feels like a heated seat makes him less than a man. I'm joking. I, I know you don't think like that. I'm thinking it's just because he doesn't get cold quick. But yeah, before we leave here, let's talk about what does make a man. First and foremost, you know what makes a man to me? A man who doesn't give a fuck about all of these, um, these societal standards. Well, especially within the hood society, who don't give a fuck about whether or not he's smoking a hookah and who can comfortably enjoy eating a hot dog in public. Yeah, that's a real motherfucking man to me. I want my man to sit with me at a barbecue and enjoy a little burnt up hot dog without feeling bad about it or feeling like everybody thinks that he's the F word. It ain't right. What else makes a man to me? Um, men that don't go around saying all that, pause, pause. I know men that's my age and older going on 50 fucking years old to this day that's so, you know, anything they say, like, yo, I had me a good time last night, you know what I'm saying, yo, me and my man, we worked our asses, or, yo, pause, pause, what the fuck is that, anything talking about, it, you know, it's just in your window, and it's not even purposely done, sometimes you're going to say things that's going to have, like, little in your window behind it, you're supposed to be grown, giggle, laugh it off, I want a grown man that could shake his head and be like, yo, that shit sounding kind of well, you know, under his breath, but they going, yo, pause, no homo, no homo, that's not a man to me, so real men to me don't say pause and they don't say no homo, you know what's a real motherfucking man to me? 
like my man Kason, who came in because I was complaining, not even complaining, I mentioned. Because he asked, he was like, yo, your house hot? That's how we started even talking about AC. I said, honestly, my only AC is in my living room. I don't have an AC in my bedroom. Not saying that I didn't, you know, thought we would end up in the bedroom, but he asked the question. He was like, nah, I can't sit in no hot house. And he bought that big-ass AC, unboxed up all those flights and installed it in everything. And this is the same man that after he did that, installed the AC for me, sat down with me blowing down a hookah. I know motherfuckers out here that won't blow down a hookah, won't eat a hot dog, scared to eat an ice cream cone, that also won't install an AC for you. They won't bring you an AC. They will sit in your house sweaty, getting a dick suck while they sit around telling my paws no homo. So if that's what you into, ladies, God bless you because I don't want it. That ain't a man to me. What else makes a man to me? Several things. Like I said, just men doing things that I feel like men should do. Like I am the damsel in distress. I'm not this strong, independent woman. Yes, I am self-reliant. I can do things for myself. But if a man asks me if I'm in need, always in need, daddy, help me. Please save me, rescue me, bring me an AC, help pay this bill, cook this dinner for me if you can. You know, fix this pipe, anything. Well, if you can't get it done, I need, that's another thing that makes a man. A man to me is a man, because all men are not handy men. You know, I had an ex that was not that great with his hands, but when he came in my home and he saw things that needed to be done, he got people to do it. Like when he first came into my home, he said, you know what? Your kitchen smells like gas. He said, I don't like that. He kept clicking the stove on and off. He said, don't use your stove no more. We're going to get you a new stove. And he called and we went online and he called up and he had somebody because the place that he ordered my stove from, it might've been Lowe's. They will bring your new stove, but they won't disconnect your old one. So he called one of his mans who actually is good with his hands to disconnect my old stove and then, you know, had my stove delivered to me. That's a real man. Something was going on with a pipe in my bathroom where it, you know, my toilet wouldn't stop flushing. It was some wild shit. Like you would pull the handle down and it would flush for like five minutes straight. It was crazy. And he had a homeboy on the job that again was good with his hands, came over and fixed my toilet. So that's what makes a man to me. A man that if he doesn't know how to do it himself, he can get it done. How many of you women are sitting around with men that won't smoke hookah and, and afraid to eat a glizzy will do stuff like that? You know? So, again, tasters, that's what it is for the new year. Let's, let's, not, let, let's start the new year off fresh. Let's stop judging men according to this bullshit. Let your man, look, cook your man some hot dogs. Broil them. Ain't nothing like a good old broil, Franks. Any of you tasters like that? Oh, when I was younger, I had a family member that knew how to make, we used to call them crush, crunch Franks. Like during the holidays, like the night before Christmas, like Christmas Eve, we would put on new pajamas and sit by the tree and have eggnog and would make the pigs in a blanket and they would make the pigs in a blanket but they would like kind of steam the franks first under the broiler and then wrap them so that the franks would be e extra crispy and that's what we called them crunch franks yeah make your man some good old crunch franks and then spark up the hookah and enjoy the hookah after you eat your glizzies <laughs> so that's it tasters it's it, you know i just wanted to chat a little bit with you all and oh you know what i do want to say regarding new year's I'm so ashamed for my city. I feel like New York City has one of the lamest 
most corny. You want to talk about corny and no masculinity to it. Our New Year's Eve celebration, that corny ass rocking Eve is so dirt. First of all, God rest his soul. I know Dick Clark was the man and the patriarch and the, the originator. Dick Clark is dead. Why are we still referring to the main um, countdown as Dick Clark rocking Eve? Who came before Dick Clark? They wasn't calling it that. You know what I mean? Let that man rest in peace. Give it a new name. Give it some new life. Why is Planet Fitness and Kia our sponsor? Oh, the shit is so dirt. You turn on the TV and it's a bunch of corny motherfuckers from all around the world standing around with Planet Fitness hats with them ugly colors. What's the Planet Fitness colors? Purple, yellow, black with a bunch of balloons. Standing around in Planet Fitness floppy hats with balloons. And this year, I didn't even see a ball drop. The countdown was about 15 seconds behind schedule. And then everything lit up. And it, and it was sponsored by Kia and Planet Fitness. The shit said have a very Kia New Year. That was it for me, Tasters. A Kia New Year. No. I don't want a Kia New Year. Why can't we get a real sponsor? Like, I know they said all of a sudden, that, oh, shout out to Andy Cohen and Don Lemon. They were so wasted last year. But it was fucking New Year's Eve. They was tipsy and having the time of their life. You know they made it so because of the way they carried on. Apparently, it was too much carrying on and too much enjoyment last year. Going into 2022, you can't be drunk during the New Year's Rockin' Eve on camera anymore. You can't be visibly inebriated. So now it's even more dry. Literally a dry Rockin' Eve. You ain't rockin' if you can't be a little tipsy. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So now we got corny-ass Planet Fitness sponsoring us. Kia. And a sober Andy Cohen. That's no fun. I wish we could get like a good sponsor. Why we can't get no fly ass sponsor like Mercedes Benz? Or some, you know, I know they don't want us out there drinking. But like one of these upscale champagne companies like Moet or something. Like, you know, why, why Kia and Planet Fitness? And then the, the display is so whack. You go online, Dubai is killing us. Sydney, Australia shutting it down. Their shits don't even look real. It looked like something from Disney Magic Kingdom every year. Dubai, they damn near blowing up buildings for the fucking New Year's Eve. Fireworks shooting out of everywhere. Happy New Year's from Dubai. Australia, they got fireworks coming across the bridges. The water looks like it's lit up all of the rivers and the lakes. Like, And then there's us with our Planet Fitness Kia New Year. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. So maybe next year, New Year's, you know, I, I want to do something. Either be out of town, out of the country. I might have a little get together. Oh, shout out to my girls from Poor Minds um, and Cocktails. It looks like those girls got together. I definitely saw Lex, Drea, and Kiki and a couple of friends. They had an in-house New Year's Eve celebration where all the girls had on lingerie. It was just a lingerie affair. You know what? I think I might just do that next year. I know that's really far ahead, but that's something sexy to plan. If I don't have a big trip that I'm paying down on coming up, I might just do that. So all of my tasters, all my worlds that I'm very close to, be on the lookout for a New Year's lingerie Eve. That, that'd be pretty dope. So anyway, tasters, I hope you all had a safe and happy New Year. You know, I turned on the news. I saw one or two stories about crime in our city 
and you know, nothing major. They said that a couple of police officers, NYPD officers in Times Square actually endured a machete attack. Nobody got killed or severely hurt, but I got to find out more details about that. But stay safe out here, tasters. You know, this is a new year. I hope that all of your dreams and resolutions come true. Anything that you got planned, let's all get it done. Oh, I was saying that I want to like audition for something and snag the part. You know, pray for me, tasters. That's another thing. Let's let's get back on our prayer. I believe that prayer is so real. And oh, and as far as my spirituality, I want to tap further into that too. Like lately, I've been having thoughts. I'll think about it or talk about it. And then um, all of a sudden it'll show up on TV or a person that I think about. I'll just run into them in the street. You know, there's a word for that too, but we'll talk about the terms, the actual terminology another day. I was looking it up earlier and I forgot the exacts, but yeah, that shit, I want to tap into more of that. You know, maybe if I sit around dreaming and thinking about some lotto numbers hard enough, I can come up with that. You know what else I had two dreams about back to back lately? I dreamed twice in a week this past week that I was on a trip. The first time I dreamed that me and my Batman went to Hawaii and we didn't have any luggage and we were on the beach and we were saying like, oh, like, let's just get our clothes while we out here. That. And then I had another dream that I was on a group vacation and again, I didn't have any luggage. And the second dream, I was in Malaysia for some reason. I don't know, but maybe it's because I need to travel more. I need to travel more exotic, you know, do something extra, extra over the top in 2023. You never know. So like I said, I want to tap into my spirituality, my dreams. And oh, I did keep one promise in 2022. I wrote down one or two of the wild dreams that I had. I don't know if it means anything. I don't know if it'll come back to me, but I'm glad that I wrote the dreams down so I can't go back over it in case these things do come up again in life. You know, whatever I dreamed about, whether it's on TV, in a movie, anything. So tasters again, be safe, be happy, healthy, and whole in 2023. Let your man smoke hookah and enjoy yourselves this year. I look forward to my podcast being bigger and better. I've been asked to be a guest on one or two more podcasts. So be on the lookout for that in 2023. And again, um, get your pens out or get your phone ready, your memos, the podcast that you need to keep up with in 2023, besides my own, Heart of Soft, Views of an Ex, hosted by Llama, Cocktails, Poor Minds, and oh, Follow Jade and XD. Oh, and I was talking about the friend zone. They're all connected. But look up Jade and XD on Spotify. They are hilarious. They just started a new segment called Nigga Peace Theater, where they plays excerpts from audio books from like urban novels. Matter of fact, I would love to get into that too. I would love to do the voice the voiceovers for audiobooks. Well, anyway, the other day, Jade and XD, the letter X, the letter D, played the audio from Iceberg Slim's novel, Pimp. When I tell you, I read Pimp years ago more than once. This was the most hilarious. And, and it's like the narrator, the guy who was doing the audio narration, it's not that he was funny. It was Jade and XD's reactions. And then the lingo in Pimp is definitely like, it's, it's, it's out of control. So when you get a chance, just follow Jaden XD podcast and get into their nigga piece theater. <laughs>
So that's it, tasters. I'm gonna um get my nigga ass in here and I'm gonna chill another bottle. I'm gonna smoke some CBD sponsored by my girl at City Hemp CBD on IG. And I'm gonna enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. Take care, tasters. Talk to you later. Bye.